Greetings. On behalf of Pastor Joshua Lockett and Triad Christian Center, we welcome you to the Movement Podcast. 2019 is the year of the team player, and Pastor Josh challenges us to connect, join, and serve in the local ministry to advance the kingdom of God. We're glad you're joining us today, so let's tune in to this week's message. Thank you for your grace. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your mercy, Lord, kindness, your goodness. Be lifted up, Jesus. We don't deserve anything you've given us. And Lord, we just thank you right now that our hearts are open to you and your desire and your plan for our lives, Lord. We just pray right now that, Lord, you are healing hearts today. You're delivering. You're setting free, Lord. You're breaking the chains. You're breaking the yokes. You're breaking the bondages so that we can serve you, Lord. We can only serve you to the degree we are free. And so today, Lord, we just thank you that you're letting your people free so that they may serve you and they may worship you. Father, we thank you for the victory already in advance. And we thank you that whatever's tried to attack us this week is already defeated. We thank you we're victorious. We are victorious. We are, come on, tell your neighbor, say, we are victorious. Tell the Lord, say, Lord, I'm victorious in you. And Lord, we ask you to release the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And we pray the eyes of the heart be flooded with light. In the name of Jesus the Christ. Come on, everybody get a shout of praise and shout amen. 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 Whoa, God, we just thank you. We honor you, Lord. We praise you. You may be seated. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to do me a favor real quick as we start off. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is good. Say all the time, God is good. I want y'all to do me a favor real quick because I got to use this example real quick. Today we're going to be talking about selfish ambition. I want to show you how it looks and how it sounds. I want y'all to, um, I want y'all to figure out how to play uh, different songs at the same time. Play, play different songs. Yeah. So y'all just make it. Y'all got to help you pass out. Just help me out. Huh? All uh, right. Play different drums. The, the drums that go with a different song. Yeah. Play. Y'all too. Y'all, y'all practice too much. Go. Make it worse. Brother Joe, come up here. I need you too. I know you about, but I need you. Now just sing. Just let the Lord lead you. Let the Lord lead you on how you want to sing. Uh-uh, y'all got to get it. Mighty it. you are. Holy you are. Come on, y'all. Mercy endureth forever. Come on, I need some. You doing your own Righteous thing. Righteous you, you are. Great you are. I will exalt you, O Lord, 
my God, my King. Y'all want to leave, don't y'all? Mighty you are, holy you are. All right, stop. Stop. That's enough. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. That's what happens when you want to do your own thing. Say selfish ambition. Terrible. Thank you all. Y'all played so great. Amen. Let's give it up for them, man. Tell your neighbor, say, it ain't sound too good, did it? That's what happens. You know, we've been talking about team player all this year. Talking about team player. We, the last uh, three weeks, we've been talking about different team monsters. And um, we talked about the first Sunday, we talked about rejection. The second Sunday, we talked about, you remember that? It was about Cain and Abel. We talked about rejection the first Sunday. Then we talked on second Sunday about fear. Say fear. You know, fear is a beast, amen, and, and, and it can be hard to overcome, and hopefully we're still working towards overcoming that. And then last Sunday, we talked about jealousy. Say jealousy. And uh, jealousy is uh, it's, it's a form of competition. It's just trying to beat my brother and sister out. It's not really trying to be the best God's called us to be, but it's trying to be just better than our brother and sister. And we know that's not of God, Amen. So, but today I want to talk about, it's all about me. It's all about me. Come on, that's because I think that's the enemy. Another way of saying that is selfish ambition. Say selfish ambition. Mark 8, verse 34, it says in the Amplified, it says, And Jesus called to him the throng with his what? Disciples. And said to them, If anyone does what? Intends to come after me. Let him do what? Say, that hurts. That hurts. Let him deny himself, forget, ignore, disown, and lose sight of himself and his own. Ah, that hurts, God. See, the baby even got him. And take up his cross and joining me as a disciple and siding. Say siding. That's what we want to focus on, siding with my party. I just want to say it's, it's just like it's, or join my team. It says follow with me, not just for one day, not just when I feel like God is blessing me, but the Bible says continually, cleaving steadfastly to me. You know, discipleship is one thing. You know, being saved is one thing, but being a disciple is a whole nother thing. I think that sometimes the way even, and I'm in the category us as speakers and teachers of God's Word, we present following Christ as if it's a one-time event sometimes. We go and we sign up, and then it's over. But how many of you know that we daily follow him? In other words, you can say like this, following Christ is a whole bunch of yeses. Amen. It's yes in the, in the day, in the morning. Sometimes you got to say yes again at what, nighttime? Depending on who you're around. It's yes, it's yes the next day when you get to work and they're looking at you crazy. Amen. And you want to use some words that are not from the Bible. Amen. But you got to still offer up a what? A yes. So, it's a daily walk. Say it's a daily walk. 
And I believe that as we talk about this last uh, installment of just Team Monsters, I believe that essentially everything we're talking about, it either directs to this or it comes from this potentially in some way of selfish ambition. Jesus said, deny yourself. He said, deny. He said, in other words, so, so what does that mean? Does that mean that I just lose all self-care? No, because Jesus also said, first, remove the beam out of your eye, self-care, before you deal with the speck in your neighbor's eye. You, we can only help people to the degree we're helped. So then here, so, so should we have self-care? Yes, but our self-care should be connected to a God purpose. And whenever self-care is connected to something outside of a God purpose, then it can move into what we call selfish ambition. Jesus, if he would have just been about self-care, he could have stayed in heaven. But he chose not to stay in heaven. He left the praises of heaven so that he can come down to earth and to be with us and to smell us. Can you imagine being in a place of perfect smells all around you and coming down and smelling the stench of humans? Y'all with me? You're in a perfect world, heaven. You come down to imperfection. But that's what happens. Jesus is the picture of what it means to give up selfish ambition. He'll never teach us anything he doesn't do or he hasn't already done. So we thank him for his example. But it says, it says we got to lose sight of our own what? Interest. You know, this week, as I told you, I was driving in the car, and I had my mind focused on my own interests. You know why? Because I was trying to put on a sweater in the car. And you know what happened? When I focused on me, I end up putting the, the thing over my head, and it didn't go all the way through, and I end up almost wrecking. And I would have taken somebody else's life. Y'all say, what? You, you do that? Yeah, I do that. I admit I confess my stuff. Amen. I don't got to tell you. I mean, I don't tell you everything, but, you know. But I could always say if I would have went, you know, if I would have slipped out of here, I would say, Lord, I was trying to go to prayer, you know. And, uh, but that might not have worked. But anyway, so I tried to put my hat on, but I was about to wreck because I was so focused on myself, but I wasn't focused on others. I believe a lot of wrecks get started in our families, on our, on our jobs, in our churches, because we're so focused on trying to make sure we're taken care of. I could have put on my sweater somewhere else rather than driving in a car. But I was only thinking about myself, and it almost caused a wreck. How many, how many children have wrecked psychologically and mentally and socially because their parents were so focused on themselves, making sure they had clothes on instead of making sure their kids had clothes and making sure they had a good time at home? Oh. And their kids at the house without parental supervision. Say your neighbor's neighbor, selfishness. It can kill any team. So, uh, so when I think about that, I even think about also, say, we're going to stay in the car. Tell your neighbor, say, we're going to stay in the car. I'll give you another example. We have a tendency these days that, because uh, we're on the road. You understand when you're driving a car, you got to, how much does the car weigh on average? 35. Y'all act like y'all been thinking, y'all like y'all studied that this morning. Y'all told me that quick. What y'all say? What would you say? About 3,500. So that means every time you're on the road and you're driving, I know some of y'all, especially when you're driving, 
you can be a hazard to somebody on the road. So all eyes need to be outward and not inward. Amen? But, but you know what you find a tendency for some people to do? They're so stuck on their own life, and they're texting, and they're looking at their ins- You Listen, let me tell you how consumed we are on social media. Can I do this for just a little bit? We're on the road, and we can be seeing eternity in the next two seconds, and we're trying to see who DM'd us. Watch it, watch it. We want to see if somebody liked our outfit from homecoming yesterday. <laughs> and you got people with babies on the road, amen. In the car, baby on, baby on board, amen. But, but, but tell your neighbor, neighbor, we're consumed with ourselves. Say sometimes. Now, let me just preface this. When I teach on a subject like this, it's not going to be probably a lot of amens and hallelujahs. But it's going to cause a lot of change. Because it deals with the will of us. All of us have a will inside of us that wants to say, yeah! And selfish ambition says, hey, it's all about me. But following Christ says it's all about him. And so, and, so, and so today we have an opportunity to look at this thing called selfish ambition. Say selfish ambition. See, <clears throat> selfish ambition will have, um, it, have y'all ever had people in your family you're trying to get to, you know, you're going to a, let's say you're going to Kabuto's, you know, to get something to eat, all right? And, uh, you know, in Kabuto's, you know, some people want to dress up and go to Kabuto's. And so let's go, you're going to a birthday party. You go to the birthday party, and everybody's in the car except one person. You know why everybody's in the car except one person? Because they're still in the mirror trying to make sure what? Isn't that selfish? And everybody out there in the car getting angry and frustrated, and then they come out and they don't even apologize. Say they say selfish ambition. Say it, it, it messes us up. It, selfish ambition. See, a lot of us, we, we're more concerned about ourselves than I think we, 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 we always equate to. Because you know why? Because the thing is, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real honest. And it's going to hurt. But sometimes we can spend more time getting dressed than we do talking to God. And God says, your purpose is bigger, amen, than your eye shadow. Glory to God. <laughs> your, your purpose is bigger than Mac, amen. Your purpose, is, your, your purpose is bigger than making sure your beard is tight, amen. God, that's all I got is a beard. I got to make sure it's tight. He said, I don't care, but your purpose is bigger than that. Why y'all laughing so hard? So, he, he said your purpose is bigger than washing your car, amen, for three hours. But see, when we're selfish, it's all about us. You go over to the car wash sometimes down the street. I got the unlimited joint. I like going in there. I mean, I like going in there. I'm not advertising for it. I'm just saying it's, it's all right. So, I go there, and man, I go in there pretty quick. I go in there for average about 20 minutes, but it's other people. They may be in there for, like, hours. I'm like, dude, you done hit the same spot three times. What's going on? But some guys just keep on hitting their car. I'm like, dude, your car can't get any cleaner. It, it was, you know, it's not going to become a new car. You're wiping paint off now. 
you know, but 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 some people they're they're I don't know what it is. It may be your car, it may be whatever, but what I'm what I'm saying, it's an object of 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 selfish ambition. It's an object, it may it may be your job, amen. It's it's it's, it's trying to get ahead in your career, and as a result, your family is dying, and as a result, the, the people in your life are dying. As a result, there's some relationships in the church that are dying. Why? Because of selfishness. Selfishness. We we can we can uh we can, because uh, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm not I'm really, I'm, trust me, I, I believe in having a good time. Say that he believes in having a good time. I, I believe, I mean, I, I believe in, ha- you know, celebrating and rejoicing and dancing. I believe partying really started in heaven. Amen. Are y'all with me? All right. But I'm going to tell you this, some people probably got, spent at least a half a grand for just one week, this week. First of all, that virgin here, y'all know what I'm talking about? I don't know how I know that stuff. I'm just saying. $300 for some hair that ain't, that ain't yours. How much is it? Help me, women. Y'all got to help me. Y'all making me look crazy up here. Thousands for some hair that somebody else wore. So look, let's just add up. $1,000 for the hair. $1,000 for the hair. About $40 for your car. No, you got to get it. You got to get detail on the inside because you're going to have people in your car. So $100. Got to get that smell good. Get all that, get all that Kabuto smell out the car from last night. Get that out. Put Febreze in there. Amen. Then on top of that, you got to go get a new outfit. You got to have a new outfit. You got to. You, so then you go to request and buy some new, you know, some new shoes, some, 300, some Yeezys for about $200. You know, $300. Y'all know what I'm talking about? This is all for one weekend. All for this thing called homecoming. But then, when the Holy Spirit say, come on, man. We got a fall festival coming up. Souls going to get saved. We got, we got, we, come on now. Come on now. We got some things we want to do in the kingdom. It's like, God, I don't know, though. I hope that I will never put more money in the suit than I do in the kingdom. I, watch this. Listen, I hope that I'll never put more money in a car than I do the kingdom. Because I want to tell you, say, why are you talking about money? Money is one of the clearest indicators of where our hearts are. Because the Bible says where your treasure is. Say selfish ambition. Jesus said in order to follow me, guess what? Guess what? Say, guess what? You got to deny yourself. I wish that we can just go around, and there are teachings that say just believe in yourself and just do your greatest heart's desires and just fulfill your dreams. What if I told some of us that our dreams are not from God? They're from pizza. They're from pepperonis. We had a dream, like Martin Luther King, I had a dream. See, that's a different dream. You got a different dream. And sometimes our dream pretty much just says this, make my life as comfortable as possible. When the Holy Spirit might be saying, I want to make you uncomfortable so I can comfort you. Because Jesus' mission was not comfortable. Hanging on a cross for hours naked was not comfortable. But this is a day and time where it's all about me, myself, and what? I'm going to take myself out to dinner. 
Nothing wrong with it, but what's the motive? How many selfies are taken a day? About a million? I'll be honest, I took some this week. I still look the same, amen? No hair is grown on the top. I mean, it's, everything is still the same. But I still, but we're, we look at a big picture and we see 100 people on the picture, guess who we're looking for? Because it's all about us. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not, this is, because this is a work of the flesh. This is something that has to constantly be conquered and dealt with. But, but I'm telling you, if selfish ambition can creep up just like that. See, see, we can have a great work in our hands, but have a terrible why in our hearts. You didn't get what I said. Because, see, the, the what is in our hands. But what I believe God is looking at is the why. That's in our hearts. Say, neighbors, action neighbors, neighbor, why do you do the things you do? Now, let's go and read even further in James chapter 3, verse 14. It says this. James chapter 3, verse 14. It tells us something. It says, but if you have, we'll do this in New Living Translation, but if you have, but if you are what? Bitterly what? And there is what? Where is the selfish ambition? So, selfish ambition is in our heart. It says, don't cover up with the truth, with boasting and with what? Lying. Verse 15, it says, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of what? Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and what? And what? So, I said this Tuesday night, the demonic is not just wearing black and wearing which has the demonic is any time we operate in selfish ambition. That essentially means we do everything for us. So that is demonic. I don't believe the enemy. See, a lot of us think the enemy is going to trip us up and, and going and killing animals and sacrificing them at 1 a.m. in the morning. No, 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 no. He said, I don't, I'm not going to do that. He said, all I'm going to get you to do is just fulfill everything you want to do. Say Amen. Even if it hurts, say amen. Come on, say amen. See, as a pastor, I can have a lot of what's that look pure, but in my heart, it's still off. Amen? I, I, I even sometimes, in, when I'm saying certain things, I was, I was uh, and it's not really selfish ambition, it's another thing, but it's still the heart. I, I, I went, Elder Taylor, one of these weeks I was speaking, I got excited, and I was, you know, sometimes, Pastor, you get excited, somebody stand up, you're like, boy, I know I'm preaching today. They shout, and they turning around, boy, they getting outside of you. You start, see, y'all don't understand what it feels like, y'all. And, 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 and they shout, and they say, you better preach, you, you better, I'm about to throw a shoe, don't throw a shoe at me, you know. But they want to throw a shoe at you, you know, it's a good thing when you're preaching, isn't it? And, 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 and you're just the best pastor ever. And you just start kind of walking a little bit, you know, you know, walking a little different. The Holy Spirit say that's pride. He said, that's pride. He said, he said no, but God still, he said, slow your roll. That's pride. So, so then, he said, so then, so then if somebody comes, you know what? So, Elder Taylor said, I went up to Elder Taylor West and said, boy, I'm preaching good. Holy Spirit caught me. He said, that's wrong. Just that quick, it was in my heart. It could sound like, oh, pastor, don't worry about it. No, 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 no. Because the quickest way to open the door for the enemy, one of them, is to have selfish ambition, pride, and jealousy. Are y'all with me? 
When it's all about me, I'm headed down a dangerous road. So I have to look at not just, watch this, what I'm doing, why I'm doing. Because, listen to this, some of us can even use the spiritual principles God has given us for our own natural means, for our own carnal reason. Y'all ain't talking to me. Because to be honest, sometimes I believe we just follow Jesus just to get the house. We follow Jesus just to get the car. We follow Jesus just to get the spouse. Come on. We follow Jesus just to get healed. And I say, man, what are, then I say, look, man, I'm nothing more than Pharaoh. Every time Pharaoh got in trouble and the pain began to increase, he went to Moses and said, Moses, pray for me. Get me out of this. We only run a God in emergencies. Because God is nothing more than a tool that helped to support our vision. Sometimes. That's why I, vision boards are great. But if it's not a vision, he's giving you. Because before you ever even got on this earth, the Bible says your days were already written. I need to go up to heaven and say, Lord, what is it that you've already written about me? Let me not try to recreate the will, but let me find out who I am in you. Because can I argue this? If the truth be told, what he has for you is better than what you could ever think about. Because what you think about is still going to go below what God has called you to do. That's why we can't be caught up in our own ambition. We got to be caught up in a holy ambition, a pure ambition, so we can fulfill God's. Give a God a shout of praise. So this thing is sneaky because it's in our hearts, and on the outward, it can look pretty. You know, the Bible says the, the devil appears like an angel of light. He looks holy. He looks pure. He looks like he's charismatic. Somebody said the devil don't always come with it. Sometimes the devil come, he come, he come, he come handsome, he come pretty, he come glorious, he come charismatic. He come, oh, don't worry about that. I'm just your best friend. The Antichrist is not going to be some mean old looking. He's going to be probably the nicest person you ever want to meet. But that's how the devil operates on the outward. It looks holy. It looks, it looks pure. But on the end, that's what we're getting to, y'all, in this series about Team Monsters. What's happening on the inside of our heart? And I'm on this journey with you. Why do I preach the way I do? Why do I teach the way I do? Why do I minister the way I do? What am I trying to get out of it? And what am I trying to give to the kingdom? I have to look at my own life. Tell your name and say amen. When I do stuff for the ministry, is it just going to benefit Pastor Josh or is it going to benefit the whole congregation? Come on now. As, as a parent, is this just going to benefit me? You know, it's just like when, it's just like when a dad gives a, a baby a T-shirt that says, I have the best dad in the world. I mean, he gave something to him, but it really was... How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Or the mama do it too. I do the mamas because they, they, they thought they got away with it. And mama say, got the best mama in the world. Then you get them some, some baby Jordan. They don't even know what Jordans are. You know why you do it? For you. <clears throat> say amen. Up in there in Party City buying up $300 worth of party stuff. Why? For you. So when your friends come, they say, boy, you just a super mom. You're like, I know. Say, for me. It looks, 
It looks like it's given, but it's really for me. I'm not saying there isn't a holy element because I believe God, the Bible says it's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So God, he takes pleasure in giving us things. When we have things, as a good parent, you want to see your children prosper. Amen? So, but but what, I'm, what I'm saying is this thing is sneaky. Say it's sneaky. Okay, so let's keep going. So it says, in, and where are we? In verse 15, it says, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of what? Wisdom. It says, such things are earthly and spiritual and what? Okay, verse 16. For whatever, this is going to help you out right here. Here's going to help you out. For whatever, say whatever. Wherever there is jealousy and there is what? On any team you're on, if there's jealousy and selfish ambition, if in any family, selfishness or, or, or jealousy, in, in, any, in any church, if there's jealousy and selfish ambition, wherever you go, there you will do what? And, and what? And, and what? And what? So, so what's, the, what's, what's one of the quickest ways we allow the devil in our life? By operating in selfish ambition. When it's all about us, it attracts demons. It attracts evil. Some of us say, Lord, I wonder why so much stuff is happening. See, there are some storms that we bring on ourselves. You ain't talking to me. I, I, I love y'all, but there are some storms, Jonah, that you bring on yourself. It's because you wanted to do it your way. This, this, this past week, when I, when I was trying to put that sweater over my head, I couldn't blame it on God. That was Joshua's fault. But, but, but there are storms in our life that we bring in our marriage ourselves. We bring in our family ourselves. And, and it's almost like we get surprised when we see Mickey Mouse running around our house, but we done left the door open. Have you ever left the door open for a long time to come back and get mad because it's flies in your house? You don't left the you don't want to left the door open. And just because you didn't see it come in don't mean ain't nothing in there. Are y'all with me? Just, just because you so you close the door and you go back and you what is that? Then you try to say it's a roach. You say, no, that's bigger than a roach. And you gotta get it out. Why? Because that's what self selfish ambition says. Hey devil, come in my life. Rule my life. See, that's what I believe the devil tried to do with Jesus. He, he, when he first started talking to him, he said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you just bow down and you worship me. He was trying to give him what he wanted. That's all it takes. Just do what you want. Do what you feel. Somebody, even now as I teach this, you're scrambling in your brain. You're like, no, 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 no. That's what we're supposed to do. That's, that's a gospel that's not even true to teach you to do what you want to do. Because if God is nothing more than a self-help book, then who is he? He's not a genie. He's Lord. He's not somebody you rub and comes out and says, how many wishes can I answer for you? Can I get an amen? The Lord is not a genie. He's the ruler of all heaven and earth. He's the creator of all heaven and earth. He worthy is the lamb. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Before you ever even got here, he was here. Come on now. He, he spoke and light came. He spoke and animals came. He spoke and the oceans were formed. We're talking about him. He's more than a genie. 
And I, I'm going to be honest, I believe that's what hurts us so bad. Because when he doesn't do what, he, what we want him to do, we leave him. And I'm talking about believers who've been praying and fasting. It's about me, God. It's about me and what I want. I need some me time. I need some me time. Listen closely. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Could it be that's why David fell to Bathsheba? Because he was having me time at the wrong time. And he saw something he should have never seen. Me time can be dangerous because when me time consumes you with more of yourself than more of God, it's dangerous. You know why you should have me time to get with him time? Y'all ain't talking to me. Jesus pulled away to get with the Father. Y'all ain't talking. You got to get away in the presence of God. That's why you need me time so that when you go back and talk to your kids, you ain't cussing them out, fussing them out, slapping them in tomorrow, but you're able to love on them and say, I see the man of God God has called you to be. Okay, stop. Okay. All right. All right. That's why you need me time. So that's why I need me time. Me time is so I can get him time. But I'm, I'm seeing nowadays that some believers, they're discouraged, and they just say, I need to go on a four-week vacation. No, you don't. Because you'll come back from Honolulu and still be depressed, discouraged, sad, confused, distorted, in your mind, ready to, ready to end your life. I just don't want to live no more. And the wild part about it, if you just look back over your life and look at how God blessed you and kept you and how he, and how he encouraged you and strengthened you and how you wouldn't even be at this place you are now, you wouldn't even have the house you have, you wouldn't have the car you have, you would, your, your spouse wouldn't even still be married to you if it wasn't for the hand of God. But because you wanted your way, you ready to give this whole thing up. I got to be careful with this me time, and I'm just, I'm just going through so much, so I'm going I'm to fly off. I'm going to fly off to California and hang out. That ain't, no, 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 uh, mm, no, uh, I ain't going off to California, mm, all by myself. All, that, that song said, all by myself. No, no, I ain't going, no, I'm not, because if I do that in rebellion, then I could be opening up myself to demons. We run away, because I want some me time, and the enemy says, that's all I want. I want to be all about me, all about you. That's all I want because you're your Facebook self. Come on now. Your face is all about your face. Amen. With your, with your Facebook It's all about what you want, how you want. It's all about your iPhone. I'm like, I ain't nothing wrong with iPhone, but it's about me. It ain't about. So, so in other words, he, I believe in this generation, subtly, he's just telling us, it's all about you. It's all about you. What songs do you like in church? Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. What, 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 what kind of messages do you like? It's, it's, all, about, it's, all, about, it's all about me. We're we going, we going to Italian tonight because I'm the man of the house. No, 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 no. Jesus says, deny yourself. Jesus says, it's not about me. I, I look at my own life and I look at the things that I want to do. You know what? If, if it doesn't point people to Jesus, it's perverted. Off. It's off. It is off. It is, it, it is, it is, 
it is off. And that's why it's a, it's a trick of the enemy because you have people following you. They're praising you. They're giving you accolades. And you get off in this corner, and then you find, you find yourself being pushed up on a pedestal, and you don't even know where to go. You're lonely because you've allowed people to make you a god. I ain't, y'all ain't talking to me today. And, and all of us, see, see, I'm up there all by myself. Why? Because it was all about me. And I didn't want to bring anybody else with me. Even when God created the heaven, let me show you God, and I got to close this. Even when God created the heavens and earth, he said, let us make man. Let us make. How is God even speaking about community? He don't need nobody. But he said, let us. Then he said, let them take dominion. In other words, it's not about just one person taking dominion and getting your blessing and getting your breakthrough. It's about everybody getting their breakthrough. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's why when we come together, the Bible says provoke. Think about ways to stimulate each other and provoke one another to good works because you don't know what your word of encouragement is going to do for somebody else. When you stop looking at yourself and look at others, there's somebody even in this room that may be about to commit suicide, but because you speak to them, you're going to break that thing off of them. Why? Because you chose not to just focus on self. Say selfish ambition. Got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. We can't run our own play. Can't run our own play. So tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, say, I got to deny myself. All right, it says it'd be, it'd be, you'll find disorder and what? Evil of every kind. Let me look at it in the Amplified. And then I'm going to gotta get these points and we're going to get out of here. It says, for wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, robbery, and selfish ambition, there will also be what? Confusion. Unrest. Disharmony. Y'all remember I had them playing earlier? That sounds terrible. Amen. They better not ever play like that again. Amen. Rebellion. And all sorts of what? And vow practices. And vow practices. Vow practices. Say, neighbor to neighbor, it's not about me. It's all about him. But here's the key. When it's all about him, he'll make sure we're taken care of. Because it says those who keep their minds on him, he will keep them. Y'all ain't talking to me. If you keep your mind on him, he will keep them or you. Because uh, the last I checked, you can never outgive God. So whenever you sacrifice for him, he'll take care of you. Jesus gave up his selfish ambition. Y'all ain't talking to me. You said Jesus wasn't never selfish. It wasn't never about Jesus. Jesus was on the, in the wilderness, garden of Gethsemane. Excuse me. He said, nevertheless, not my what? That means he had a will. But three days later, he rose again. I believe there's a glory waiting on people who are willing to give up their ambitions for the sake of the kingdom. There's an elevation coming that no one can bring down. There's an elevation coming that no one can take away when we just simply say, Lord, I give it to you. I don't know what it is. It might be in your career. It might be in your, it might be in your education. It might be in your family. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's something that we've got to give up. Okay, look at it. Okay, so here goes the first point. There's a, these are tendencies that we have when we are controlled by selfish ambition. I believe there are a couple tendencies. Number one, say number one. We have pleasure-driven petitions. In other words, when it comes to prayer, we're only praying for things that make us feel good. The Bible says in James 4, verse 3, go, I'll go over to the next chapter, James 4, verse 3. 4, verse 3. It says, Or do you ask God for them and yet fail to receive because you ask with what? 
and evil. The Bible just says selfish ambition is evil. It says it's, it's demonic, which is evil. Selfish what? Your intention is when you, you, you get what you desire to spend it on what? Stop right there. Go to New Living Translation. It says, and even when you ask, you, you don't get it because you're what? All wrong. You want only what will give you what? Notice he didn't say you want what will give you pleasure. He said you want only. Only. <laughs> only. Say only. Sometimes, and I'm going to give you this word, because in America, we got it good, y'all. We're blessed. I don't care if you like the president or not. We're still blessed in most countries. We're more blessed than most countries. And I'm going to say this to you. Sometimes, pain has a tendency to push you further than pleasure ever will. The Bible says in Acts chapter 8, when they begin to be persecuted, that they begin to spread. And one of those people that began to spread was a man named Philip who began to share the gospel. In other words, pain pushed him into his purpose of sharing the gospel. There are some places we will remain content in, we will remain, remain complacent in until it hurts. Tell your neighbor, until it hurts. That's why some of us, we need to put cushions under us when we're sitting at games because it starts hurting. If not, we're going to get up and leave. But, but, see, but see, comfort keeps us, it keeps us in a place where we're not pushing out for more. We're, we're, not, we're, not press, we're, not, we're not pressing out for more of God's presence. Can I be honest with you? If I never became a pastor, there's some depths of God that I would have never tapped into. But because I got into a place where I was this 20-something-year-old man around all these people, some of them double my age, didn't really know whether they were coming or going, what their intentions were, I said, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need your grace. And it brought me into a place of consecration that I would have never been in if I wouldn't have gone through the pain of what happened in my life. But you got to tell your neighbor, say, neighbor in the place of pain. You got to press. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to press. See, when Jesus was in his place of pain, he pressed in in prayer. He said, Lord, if it's not your will, let it pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord strengthened him. I declare in this season, as you get over having pleasure all the time and you move into embracing purpose, even if it causes pain, there is a power that is raising up in you that's gracing you to endure any cross, any heartache, any pain you can ever face. But it's got to be a yes. Tell you, it got to be a yes. Yeah, yeah, that all authority and all power came as he, he chose to go through pain instead of pleasure. It was easier pleasure, but sometimes you got to go through pain. So pleasure-driven petitions. Is, am I only praying for things that make me feel good? Like, like for instance, Lord, I pray you remove all the haters on my job. That, I mean, is, is that prayer um, really backed by the Holy Spirit? Lord, I pray you give them a flat tire on the way home because they told me off today. That, that's, not, that's not purpose. That's pleasure. So you can see them and say, oops, I told you so. I told you they're not treating me like that. Touch not my anointed. You're using a scripture the wrong way. If God wanted to feed you, it may be. But you, tell you, as a neighbor, we got to learn how to offer compassion and love. Who is it that on the low you praying for their destruction? Sometimes singles might have that anointing. <clears throat> I'll step down. i got to close. Because we look over and we say, that person belongs to me. 
You say, that person belongs to me. They're just confused. They don't know what they want right now. So you start praying, Lord, I pray you break it up. They would say, but that ain't right. Why do we want those extra zeros on our paycheck? Is it only for pleasure? Is it only for the yacht? Is it only for uh, to get a, get a beach house over there in Florida, Miami, so you can be on South Beach with everybody and hanging out with everybody? Is it just for pleasure's sake or is it for purpose sake? I'm not against having If you get a beach house, invite me to it. We'll hang out together. But if it's only for pleasure, no. God says that our prayer life is shut down when it's only for pleasure. God, God, God wants us to move beyond what we desire so much. Move away. Here goes the other thing that happens. I think secondly, that when we when we when we're controlled by selfish ambition, we begin to pose. Say we begin to pose. Put that word pose. That means we pretend like we're something that we're not. Because sometimes selfish ambition is not socially acceptable for everybody. So we have to lie to cover up. Let me show you what I mean. John chapter 12, verse 4. There's a scripture about a man named Judas. Y'all know who Judas is? Judas is one of Jesus' top disciples. That's what he says. But Judas is scary, the disciple who would do what? Uh-uh, uh-uh. I got to go back up. Verse 2. Verse 2. It says, it, says, it says, a dinner was prepared in Jesus' what? So they prepared a dinner in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus among those who ate, ate, with, ate with him. Amen. And so Jesus, they had some chicken wings, some collard greens, some yams. They had some macaroni and cheese. All that was there. Then it says, then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume. And that's like some Louis Vuitton. Amen. Glory to God. That's like some Bond 9. Amen. She took some very expensive, expensive, say expensive, expensive perfume. Amen. And it says, she made from essence nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his what? With her hair. The house was filled with the what? That's some good worship right there. It says, verse 4, look at what he said. But Judas, say, but Judas. And he was in Jesus' team, on Jesus' team. It's but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said this. That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold, and the money, that's some powerful perfume. That better smell up the whole house. If that was worth my year's salary, that better smell up the whole house and the whole earth. Amen. And the money given to the, to the poor, and it's verse 6, look at what it says. It says, so she was really showing uh, um, honor to the Lord, and it says, not that he cared for the poor. He was a what? So he had a hidden agenda. He had a hidden motive. He had a hidden ambition. And since he was what? In charge of the disciples' money, he often, on the outside, it looked great. I mean, we should give to people. We should make sure people's lives are taken care of. But on the, in, in the inside of his heart, his real motive was to do what? Steal some. Steal some. Verse 7. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. He had a hidden agenda. How many times do we have hidden agendas, but on the outward, it looks like holy agendas? Say, neighbor, let's check our hearts today. Last thing, we become problematic. 
we become problematic. The Bible says where jealous and selfish ambition is, jealousy and selfish ambition is, there will be evil of every kind. There will be disorder. There will be distress. Maybe there are so many arguments in our households because of this thing called selfish ambition. Maybe there, there, there's, there's so many words being expressed that are hurting people because they're selfish ambition. How to overcome how to overcome. The first thing I believe we have to do to, to overcome this, as I've already said, we have to humble ourselves or deny ourselves. Say, humble yourself. Humble ourselves. We have to lower our agenda. Y'all, it's not about us. It's about him. Number two, I believe we have to expose it. Say, expose it. In the, in the Bible, in John, James 3, verse 14, it tells us this. It says, don't cover it up by boasting and lying. Verse 14, 3, verse 14. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is what? In your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. It goes back to our Real Talk series. You remember we talked about that? Who, who's that one person you can tell, I'm battling with selfish ambition right now? I'm trying to do everything for me. I'm doing everything because I'm jealous or whatever. It says don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. So we got to expose it. We got we to gotta, we gotta call it out for what it is. And then lastly, and this, this goes along with humility, we got to crucify ourselves. Say we got to crucify now, what does that mean simply? That means that we walk after the Spirit. The way we put this flesh today is we walk after the Spirit. That does not happen by our power nor by our might. It happens by the Spirit of God working in us. When you get the Holy Spirit in, you'll start loving people you never would have loved. You'll start caring for people you never would have cared for. You'll start seeing people, they'll drop in your spirit. Have you ever had people that tell you, they say, you dropped in my spirit this week. I'm going to tell you a sign that we, we operate in selfish ambition. If nobody ever drops in your spirit, that's probably a sign. If the only thing that drops in your spirit is your next thing you got to do, you. <laughs> when is the last time a person has come by you and you almost broke in tears because you felt compassion for them? This is the lifestyle of Jesus, people. This is how, this is how we become effective team. Because I believe when everybody's making sure everybody else is taken care of, Everybody is better because every joint can supply. I'm so glad my foot is not just doing what it wants to right now. I'm so glad my foot is staying still so I can stand. I'm so glad my hand is just not swinging all over here and it's just going all over here. Why? Because I'm holding a mic and I'm trying to give you all a word right now. See, I need everything to work in sync with the overall purpose. I don't need any body member going any other direction in order for me to feel my, fulfill my purpose. And so it's the same with God. I believe God is asking some, some you know, I think about the, um, y'all remember the Adams family? Y'all remember that little, y'all remember the, uh, the hand, that hand could drive, that hand could do everything. That, just, that was just the devil if you ever seen it, amen. It's a cut off hand, it's just, and that's how some of us think our lives are. We're just, we're just a little hand. It's all about me and my dreams and be all I can be. And I'm not saying because I even battle with it too. Can I be honest? Because sometimes praise, you know, praise is a test of your heart. What do you do when people compliment you? But it's very easy to do, to become that hand. And I, you know what we have to do in the game of volleyball? I said this before one time in a series. The, the key is people of God. God's going to give you stuff. Tell your neighbor, say, but God's going to give you stuff. He's going to bless you. He's going to increase you. But here's the key. In the game of volleyball, the key is that when they hit the ball over to you, you got to hit it right back. If you hold on to it, you lose the game. 
This is how you balance the message of blessing, increase, prosperity. Lord, because when you give it to me, y'all ain't talking to me. I'm going to give it right back to you. When you heal me, I'm going to give you worship right back to you. When you deliver me, I'm going to give you praise right back to you. That's why some people have such a radical and ridiculous praise right now. Because they know if it had not been for the Lord who was on their side, who kept them in perfect peace when they wanted to lose their mind, that they would not even be in a place of, of, of comfort and calmness and walking in their purpose. But they say, but God. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that says, but God was on my side. But God helped me. But God released his hand. Jesus said, I healed 10. Where are the others? Only one came back to worship him. Hero's problem was that when he gave that great speech, he took the glory in instead of giving it back to God. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord struck him. People of God, God wants to give us so much. Just like he, you know why Jesus is so awesome? Because even in heaven, you know what he's going to be doing forever and ever? He's going to be forever making intercession on our behalf. He will never leave the job of service. He will never stop being humble. He will constantly be interceding so that there are no holes for judgment to come through. His blood forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever will cry out mercy. Why? Because Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve others. He didn't come to fulfill his own ambition. He came to help others. And can I tell you what will happen to a church that says it's all about others? They will become an impactful church. They will become a dangerous church. They will run devils out of the church. They will heal the sick. They will raise the dead. Why? Because it's all about others. So stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Lord, we sacrifice it today at your altar. Whatever it is that's holding us back from giving it up, Lord, we sacrifice it. We give you a yes. Come on, give a shout of praise to the Lord. Give a shout of praise to the Lord. Give a shout of praise to the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done, for how you blessed us, for how you made a way for us, Lord. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord, we bow before you today. Lord, we submit ourselves to you. And Lord, we just say yes afresh. Lord, I know that life comes and hits us hard. I know we could have talked about a lot of other things. There are people in this room right now that are hurting. But Lord, we thank you that even in the midst of pain, it's still about you. It's still about your plan and your purpose. Lord, I thank you that for all of us in this room, you're watching over us. You care for us and you love for us. But Lord, I believe you still desire a bow. You desire worship. And so, Lord, we bow before you on today. We say yes afresh. And we thank you that as we do this, Lord, there's going to be order in our teams instead of disorder. There's going to be a harmony in our families instead of disharmony. As we choose to say yes, it's not our way or the highway. It's your way. And so, Lord, we submit it to you. If every head bow, every eye closed, if you're in this room on today, when I count to three, if you say, Pastor Josh, I, I need to recommit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I need to recommit myself to, to him and being his servant and being his follower. We all get distracted sometimes, but this is a great opportunity to say yes again. So if that's you, if every head bow, every eye closed, when I count to three, slip your hand up, and we're going to pray with you, pray for you. I'm here to tell you that I'm with you on this journey. 
I hope you don't think that I'm preaching this message as if I'm perfect because I hope that I've shared enough with you to let you know that you're not listening to a perfect man, but I do serve a perfect God, and he wants everything. He paid for everything. He deserves everything. And so some of you today, you might say, I just need to give the Lord a fresh yes. So I'm going to count to three. And when that, when, that, when, that, when, that, when that number comes, I want you just to slip your hands up. I'm going to pray with you, pray for you. One, two, three. Slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up wherever you are. I'm going to pray. I see that hand right there. Is there anybody else? Raise it up high. Anybody else? Just, I'm not going to ask you to come up front. Just raise your hand up high. That's you. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you. Just pray this with me, y'all. Say, Lord Jesus, we recommit ourselves to your purpose and to your plan, and to your assignment. We declare your way is the best way. And so, Lord, even as you gave up yourself for us, so do we give up our lives to follow you. Our life is at our best, is at its best, when we're following you, when we submit to you. And so, Lord Jesus, today, Remove anything that has lodged itself in our mind, lodged itself in our heart from the evil realm. We declare total freedom in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us up with power in Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen. Come on, if you believe it. Come on, if you believe it, shout amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today as we go throughout our week, as we go through the week this week, say, Lord, is this just about me or is this about you? Simple question. I believe God. Thank you for tuning in to this week's show. Were you empowered to become a team player? Let us know. Connect with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Triad Christian. Facebook, Triad Christian Center. And you can also visit our website, triadchristiancenter.org. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you back next week to The Movement Podcast.